Welcome to the Wings and Riffs podcast. The podcast is live streamed every Monday at 8 p.m. at twitch.tv slash winglessvalkyrie. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Wings and Riffs podcast. I am your host, Wingless Valkyrie, and on my right is a image of YouTube because I don't have Discord open. There we go. There's an image of Discord. And there's a small image of Jackson, also known as Refixix, who is my co-host. And then down below us is an image for 8-Bit Sushi, who is our special guest for today. You can go ahead and introduce yourself, 8-Bit Sushi. Hi, how's it going? My name is 8-Bit Sushi. I am a uh, an artist and a, uh, a fellow streamer on Twitch. Nice. There you go. And you can go ahead and introduce, introduce yourself, Refixix. Tell the world who you are, what you do, and why you exist. That's a good question. Exactly why <laughs> I asked it. <laughs> um, I'm here because you wanted me to be. There we go. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Hurtful. I'm here because I was told. reason for existence. I'm here because I was told to be here. Someone help. My family's in danger. <laughs> Accurate. I mean, what? They haven't no. had food or water in eight days. Please. I, want, I don't want to, I don't want to be on this show anymore. Uh, I just don't really have a very good answer for that. Not going to lie. Because I don't do any of the whole streaming things or I'm not, I'm not really an artist either. So it's like, well, shit. <laughs> what am I doing here? This isn't my place. Oh, well, you're, yeah. you're an enjoyable presence to have regardless, so um, I completely forgot to change a little bit of settings on my microphone, but just before we get into that. So, as you may have noticed, Chad, we have a special guest today. We used to have special guests quite recently, our biggest special guest we've ever had, which I'm sure all of you know uh, about, was when we had Elspeth Eastman, who is a voice actress from, most notably, League of Legends. She is a voice actress for Tristana, the newest Tristana, not the old Tristana. So that was cool, and we've had a couple of other special guests on here. Um, none quite as quote-unquote special guests as Elspeth Eastman. That was definitely the peak so far. So far, I say so far because maybe we'll get bigger ones down the line. Who the hell knows? We've had Sushi on before, and we've brought him back because he demanded I bring him back. So here he is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I held him hostage in my basement until he... Agreed to let me on the show. It's just, this whole show is just everybody holding each other hostage. He held me hostage in his basement to put him on the show. I'm holding Refixix hostage, or I'm holding his family hostage so he can be on the show with me. It's just a whole hostage situation round and round. Everyone's pointing guns at somebody else. That's the whole reason for this so, podcast. So, do I have to reveal that your girlfriend is actually my hit woman? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should get that out in the open now. <laughs> so yeah, that's why he, that's why Torsten's doing this. There you go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll reveal that his girlfriend is actually my hit man. Whoa, too far. <laughs> <laughs> too far. That was stuff we were gonna keep uh, confidential, but you just went too far with that. Too deep. How dare you? <laughs> Alrighty, so. Um, as per usual, I don't have any topics right off the top of my head for this podcast. Do you have anything that you want to talk about? Actually, I do have one quick question for you, Riffix. What in the bloody hell does your shirt say? That's it, a good question. It, I, I just see buff, but I'm not sure if that's even what it is. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> it's just a shirt. It looks like B-U and like F-F and then another letter. It just looks like buff and then what buffed. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, flex is hard. Jackson is the buffest boy. <laughs> He's the buffest out of us three. That's for sure. Buffkin. Cat says buffkin. All right. Well, there we go. We've decided your shirt now says buffkin, regardless if that is the correct answer or not. Did you get a haircut, Refixix? Um, uh, a while ago. I mean. It's nothing new. Oh, well. I think it's just the way the light's hitting it. It's not showing how long it is. Oh, fair enough. It just looks more <laughs> like clean cut today. That's all. You Hell you yeah. look you look very clean cut and nice today, Refix Six. Is it because I popped one in your mother's leg? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I was in regards to like the hostage situation. Popped a cap in your mom's leg to do better. Oh, I okay, that makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> that didn't come out as clearly. I one mom's leg and I got really confused. Uh, we need one of them edits like the beep, having technical difficulties. We need, yeah, one of those YouTubers like, wait, what? Good. And then it comes back and, yeah. <laughs> we need one of those. Uh, maybe I'm, I, uh, if I I'm feeling... Gotta... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was making a joke. Continue. <laughs> No, go ahead with your joke. Let the world hear what you think is hilarious. I was just saying that uh, I also got a haircut, but you can't tell because I am a oh. unmoving avatar. Oh, oh, okay. That's not where I thought that was going at all. I definitely Which thought... Is a good thing. I definitely thought with your whole, like, I also got a haircut, but you can't see was because it was like... <laughs> I get it. <laughs> because it was a haircut down under, you know? <laughs> That's where I thought you were going with that. Not that you didn't have a webcam on. Yeah. <laughs> Torsten, you're a special child. Yeah, oh, I'm fully aware. Just, <laughs> I'm fully aware. It's getting kind of spicy. It's Yeah, we are like five minutes into the podcast so, and things are heating up quick. Do we have to put an SFW on this? <laughs> safe for work, not safe for work. Have a little thingy right before each podcast, maybe. <laughs> that, re that reminds me, um, I haven't done this for the last two podcasts, um, not while we're live, but for the recorded versions, I have to, I want to do a little blip thing, like, thank you for listening to Wings of Rich podcast, the little podcast runs live every phenomenon, a little blip just before each podcast starts, and I was thinking, maybe I should put this podcast is rated not safe for work, or this podcast is rated safe for work, each time, I don't know, maybe... Who knows? Actually, you know what? Let's not. Let's just let's just leave it as is. Just and then when people it. yeah, just leave it. People start listening with their kids in the vehicle because some of our viewers now, now that I know, some of our viewers have kids. We I just had a subscriber yesterday, a 29 9-year-old with a 9-year-old kid. So, now some of our viewers have kids, which you would think maybe I should change up my style a little bit cuz now we have to deal with people with kids, but I'm like, "Nah." If, if your kids are watching these streams or listening to these podcasts, parent your kid. If, if you're going to parent, parent. So, be it that way. Uh, Psycho Emo Vampire says, Don't bother. All your podcasts are not safe for work. Exactly. There would be no chance to ever put safe for work. Because, like, one person says shit and, what? Not safe for work. Or not safe for kids or whatever. So Immediately just uh, demonetized. <laughs> I mean, to to be fair, my YouTube channel is already demonetized because I can't, I'm not a partner anymore. I was a partner, and then YouTube changed the rules and was like, you need 10,000 subs. And I was like, oh, I have 102. So I have exactly 0.1% of those. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was able to make money off my videos and play ads before. I made a total of, I think, $2 <laughs> ever. 
<laughs> so damn now, now they've taken that away from me. God damn YouTube, I was banking on that on that toonie. <laughs> Yeah. It's just one duty that you keep picking up. Yeah. <laughs> for for um for non-Canadian listeners and viewers, a toonie is two Canadian dollars. It's an actual coin we have. We have loonies, which are a little gold coin worth one dollar, and we have toonies. I know, great wordplay, which are little silver and gold coins, slightly bigger than the normal gold gold coin, which are worth two dollars. Do we have a threeny? No. Do we? We have a loony and a toony. One and two. I wish we had a threeny because that would just that'd be hilarious. It would just be like gigantic. Yeah, it would, yeah, it would, it would just People be. It would, would be the size. It would be the size of a poker toony. chip. We have the loony with a toony, then we have the poker chip threeny. <laughs> and, and yeah, that'd be pretty effective for for poker. I mean, I, I mean, it would. That would be that would be a that would be a use for it. Not sure I'm okay uh, with that, but it could be. By the way, uh, going back to the uh, idea that you had for your podcast, the little blips in front of it, you could have, uh, if you're going to invite a special guest, you could have the special guest uh, oh, do the voice the, do the blip? in the front. I could do that. Yeah. That is a thing and I could do. And then if it's just the two of you, you do it. I could do that. Does it even look at me? Wow. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to do it anyways. It, it'd be better if you did it. You're okay, said, more charismatic. I, I said I you, as in like the generalized you, as in both of you. As in like but... the royal we. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So are you are you making this recommendation because you want to do the blip for this podcast when it airs on Anchor and everything else, Sushi? Is that your hidden no, motive here? Because. I mean, it could be, but it's not really. I just think that that would be a very interesting thing. Instead of just having the same voice over and over again, you could kind of get a little taste of what it's going to be before the podcast even starts. Gotcha. Yeah, that could be cool. Um, I do have actually something. So, kind of outside our realm of what we normally talk about in terms of video games and electronics, I want to talk about something that doesn't really apply to you, Sushi. Doesn't really apply to either of us. Uh, Refixix or myself, but just something I kind of want to get your guys' opinions and maybe p- opinions from people in the chat. So, recently, I think you might have heard about this Refixix. I doubt you heard about it, Sushi. Recently, um, legal marijuana has been a thing in Canada. That didn't, that was not the proper way to say that. Weed in Canada is now legal or it will become legal in the course of the next couple of months. I'm not sure exactly when, but it was passed in the house. So, that is now a thing. So, I have a few opinions Legal or on this. Decriminalized. Both. It, okay. it you'll be able to buy it and use it without like any kind of like illegal stuff behind your back or like worried about cops finding it or anything like that. It's completely legal Canada wide. Not see. right not right now, but in the coming months it will be. Uh, with restrictions, uh, obviously you can't drive high, you can't go to work high. Yes, sorry, like should have mentioned that. Yeah, the, your basic restrictions can't be at work high, can't drive high, can't, um, main stuff like that. But, like, if you're, if you're just, like, walking out on the street and you're smoking a doobie and, like, the cops see you or nothing, no problems. It's basically, like, smoking normally now. Well, again, not now, but in a couple of months it will be. So... Uh, Psycho Weeb of Vampire says, won't be able to sell it without permits, though. Yes, that is still true. But, like, that's not that hard to get. So. But, anyways, I want to hear your opinions about this, because I had mixed opinions when 
um, Justin Trudeau, Canada's prime minister, announced that that was one of the things he would do if he got elected. And then he did get elected. And that was like one of the big questions. I was like, okay, when are you going to make weed legal now? And I had different opinions then than I do now. But I want to hear yours first. So let's go with Sushi first because he's the most out of out of connect with this because he doesn't even live in Canada. He lives in America. So let's, let's just hear your opinion. What is your opinion on be it that Canada now has league, league, fuck, legal <laughs> marijuana, I'm too much of a video gamer, has legal marijuana, whereas in America it doesn't. And I don't, I don't think you smoke weed. Do you, Sushi? I don't think you do. I do not. Yeah. Uh, do the smokage of the weeds. Okay. <laughs> that was a um, way of wording that. Anyways, what's your, what's your opinion on Canada making it legal versus America still keeping it illegal? It's it's actually not technically illegal in America in most places. It's decriminalized, meaning you can smoke it, but you can't sell it and you can't purchase it. Okay. You It's available for you if you have it in your possession you are not going to be arrested for that but you can't buy or sell it which that's it's very weird weird how that works but so if you're you're caught buying or selling it then you can face charges but if you already have it you're fine yeah essentially but there are places like in California or in, uh, in Colorado where I used to live um that have it completely legalized there are weed dispensaries and there are all sorts of things out there so i think i think weed is one of the least harmful drugs out there well it's not it's not even really a drug it's more of a herb than a drug but i I get your point it's a narcotic um it's a gray area so yeah i think it's one of the least harmful things that you can do um like i would rather like if i had a a child or a friend i would rather him smoke weed than smoke a cigarette oh absolutely i fully agree with you on that because the while weed can be pretty bad if you do it in excess just like anything a cigarette will still kill like it'll take off like years of your life Mm mm-hmm Whereas weed, unless you do absolute copious amounts, like if you smoke like 13 pounds of weed a day. Good lord. <laughs> if you basically snoop dog every day. Pretty much. You you probably won't face those kinds of repercussions. Mm-hmm. Um, gotta say, though, the, the whole don't drive while you're high thing seems to be lost on people. In America, because, you think? Uh, yeah, because I drive down some streets, and these are like public streets, like in neighborhoods and in, in near kids and everything. And I see a dude smoking a fucking roach uh, and tossing it out of his car, like mm. down the highway. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you like, you're gonna fucking cause a wreck or something. Yeah, there's always that kind of possibility, but you can't control everyone. And like, I guarantee. Even once league, um, I keep saying league. Even once weed becomes legal in Canada, like you can't go to work high, you can't drive high. While I do think this is kind of going to my opinion here, but I'll get to my full opinion in a bit. I do think instances of people driving high or going to work high are going to go down with it being legalized. I still think it's it's like 
it's never not going to happen where someone's going to gonna get into a car accident and the leading cause was because they were stupidly high off weed or someone's going to get into an accident at a construction site because they were stupidly high at work I, it's still going to happen so mm -hmm. that's my I thing think, that. I think like the easiest way to make sure someone doesn't get like in trouble with something is to just make it so that they're allowed to I realize it's kind of like a hard or like a really weird way of saying that uh, my mom used to tell me um, sneaky parents cause sneaky kids Mm, or uh, or hard parents cause, cause hard parents like tiger parents cause sneaky kids. Yeah. So if you pound down on people and you have just like a ton of restrictions on them, they're gonna be more apt to rebel against you. Exactly. That that's pretty much my entire point that I'm gonna get to in a, in a nutshell. So like, if if you want people to stop using weed because a lot of people just use weed because it's cool and because it's like against the system legalize it make it so that it's okay to do mm -hmm. yeah so let's move on to jackson uh jackson any opinions on this uh as far as the political side of things it was honestly just a big stunt for trudeau uh mm. they that's like psycho you know, uh, like psycho said that's kind of the reason he got elected is that he got a lot yeah. of those people that wouldn't have normally uh, gone to the polls and yeah. actually voted it got them to go out and vote yeah which was a significant portion I fully I agree with imagine. you on that there was there was a lot well, because like even in the they said after Trudeau got elected that like a lot of the polls are saying this was the most young people like just turned 18, 19, 20 ish that had ever voted in a Canadian election for like the past 10, 20 years or something. I can't remember where I heard that, but I, I heard it and I was like, I guarantee it's because Trudeau said if he got elected, one of the things he would do would legalize weed. So everyone I guarantee you that if someone used that as like a. a election point for here they would almost definitely pull very well oh, in the polls guaranteed 100 percent. so i have uh, well, no doubt that not it so much now but before it was legalized or decriminalized yeah i agree with that so i agree with psycho on that that's like one of if not the primary reason trudeau got elected and to his to his fairness he did live up to what he promised and he has now made it legal in canada so like it worked in his favor. Hello, Janice. Welcome back. Um, welcome to the Wings and Riffs podcast. This is something you're not aware about. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we do one hour where we do the Wings and Riffs podcast. Normally, we talk about video games and electronics and stuff like that, or just whatever we want. Like, even right now, we're talking about weed being legal in Canada because it's a very unstructured podcast, and we talk about whatever comes to mind. So welcome, sit down, grab yourself a drink, and enjoy yourself for the next hour. And if you miss out on something, don't worry. The podcast is available on Anchor, iTunes Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere podcasts are available every Tuesday and they're there forever so don't worry if you miss out you can always check it out there and the entire video and audio is on YouTube tomorrow as well so don't worry if you miss out on anything um, so I'm just gonna quickly go to mine and then this is a perfect segue into video game stuff so everything everybody can enjoy so my opinion is basically if you have 
like Sushi said, um, tiger parents make sneaky kids. <coughs> tiger parents make sneaky kids, if that was the way you said it. Something like that. But I'm totally in agreement on that, because if, you, if you're going to keep something, like, and it, it, it's, it's very personal to me as well, because when I grew up, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in the country with parents who lived... Yeah, so did Rufixix. <laughs> he still lives there. He lives in a place on his own, but he's like walking distance from the place he grew up. Well, technically, he's living in the place he grew up. In a way. Yeah, yeah technically. <laughs> and then your parents just built a house feet away. You lived there, and then you grew up, and then you moved back into your old house feet away. So, but anyways, um, when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to play video games very, very often. The first time I ever played a video game was at a neighbor's uh, house down the road, and I had no idea what video games were even, that, what they are, but what they were. I can't form English correctly. But I went over to his house one day, just kind of like playing on his trampoline or whatever, and we went and we went inside, because it was raining, and we went down to down to his room, and he asked if, he, if I wanted to play Xbox. And I was like, I have no idea what, I have no idea what that is. When he said Xbox, I kid you not, the first image that popped into my head was literally a box, like a cardboard box with an X on it. I had no idea what it was. And I was like, sure, maybe it's a toy box or like a like a like a puzzle box. I had no clue. And then like he went to his TV, he turned it on, he turned on the console. And I was actually kind of close because the first Xbox was literally a black box with a green X on it. So in a way I wasn't wrong. <laughs> but it wasn't cardboard I or anything. That fucking Xbox. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was the first of its kind. And for me It was so ugly. For me, a it kid It really was. But but now we have to get into the mindset of a kid who had never seen a video game console or anything of it ever. This was the coolest thing I have ever seen. So like I spent hours with him playing all that and like even when he plugged it into the TV and like I saw he was controlling stuff on the TV I was like you control the TV with this again blew my mind we had a TV at home but the only time it ever got used was when we plugged a VCR into it if you kids even remember what that is or even know what a VCR is so I it blew my mind and then I went back home and I told my my parents all about them and they were less than thrilled <laughs> so I wasn't allowed to go over to Noah's house for the longest time, but my loophole was that my little sister was also friends with Noah's sister, and she would go over there all the time. So my sister was too young to go by herself. So who had to escort her over to her over to her house? This guy, Torsten. So that was my loophole of getting away from my house, escorting my sister there, and then I'd play a couple games with Noah and just say, oh, I was walking really slow back. I guarantee I knew my parents knew what I was doing, but I did that. And then like even as I grew up, I, I was like several, several years before I even got my hands on my first Game Boy, like old Game Boy, like the big, oh the God. basically the old <laughs> Nintendo Switch. That's what a Game Boy looked like. It was a really small Nintendo Switch with the cartridge at the top. I got one of those off of eBay used. I can't remember for how much, but I was so ecstatic. And yeah, and then I was restricted to only, I remember, I was restricted to half an hour of play for Pokemon Fire Red every day. And that was it. And I guarantee you, I took that thing to school and I played the shit out of it. I got more than half an hour a day. So, but here's the thing. It was because my parents were, my parents were so limited on what I could play, when I could play, and such. And 
I would sneak around, like if, if the parents went out to town to get groceries or something, you damn know I was on that Game Boy the entire time they were out of the house. The entire time. And I would sit right next to the window and as soon as I saw the car coming up, boop, slipped it under the bed and it was gone, never touched it. So, I, I fully agree that when parents try to limit what their kids do or like restrict them, it just makes the kids sneak around and do it or want to do it that much more. Like even on the news a couple of days ago, this, this mother was talking about how her kids are like 9 and 12 and she's restricted them from ever playing video games. They don't play video games. This is about Fortnite, of course, but she was about... It was, it was a whole interview about how Fortnite is addictive and it's ruining kids' lives and they had a mother on there who had two kids, 9 and 12, and she didn't let them play video games, ever. They, they had never touched a console in their life. And I watched this interview and I was like, I guarantee you, as you're sitting there right now doing this interview, your kids are off playing video games because they know video games exist. This is the social media 21st century. Nothing is secret. Everything is out in the open. Your kids know what video games are. They know how to play them and they know where to go to play them and they do everything they can to get around you to play them because you restrict them and all their friends I guarantee you are playing video games and they see them playing video games and they feel left out you you don't you the parent thinks that they're doing good for their kids by restricting video games from them but in reality it's making the kids want it and need it that much more because it's something they can't have you want what you can't have. It's just the way the world works. Go ahead. I see your fingers up, Refixix. And the thing about that is that it puts them into that mindset as well uh, of sneaking around and Exa not yeah, really wanting exactly. to confide in their parents. And that's when they get into the worst things. Mm -hmm. it, it progresses from first, it's maybe video games. Next, it's drinking, stuff like that. Exa Who knows? Yeah. Because the thing about that is that the child will never confide in their parent if their parents are like that. Oh, hell yeah. If your parents are already restricting you, you're not going to come out to your parents and ask, like, like, can I try this or is it okay to try this? Because if they've already restricted you on so many things, their mindset is going to be like, well, if my parents don't let me do this, they're definitely not going to want me doing this or even trying it. So what's the kid going to do? Not try it? No. The kid's going to go try it and do it and not tell their parents, and they're going to keep doing that. If, if you want, again, I should be clarified, none of us three are parents. I'm not a parent, but Fixix is not a parent, Sushi's not a parent. So we don't have, we can't say we have parenting advice, but as kids growing up, I know for a fact that if my parents weren't so limited and like aggressive on how much I could play video games, where I could play video games, and stuff like that, and, I, and more open about it, I would have, I'm not, I'm not going to say like I would have had a better childhood because that's going a little extreme, but I wouldn't have been so sneaking around and especially when it got to relationships. Holy shit, did I sneak around. The amount of times, I'm sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening to this, the amount of times that I would say, yeah, I'm spending the night at Jackson's house when I for sure was not spending the night at Jackson's house and I definitely spent the night at another girl's house were pretty high. This guy's a liar. <laughs> they were, they were pretty high. So that, and that's, I'm not gonna say that's a direct relationship, because I was limited on video games. But that kind of parenting is what happens to your kid. Also, I'm just gonna clarify once again, Janice. I know you have a kid. We're not telling you how to how to raise your kids. We're just speaking from experience of us being kids and growing up. You you raise your kid how you ever however you want. 
just want to clarify before anyone's like, they told me how to raise my kid, how dare they? Just, just want to get that out of the way. Um, I'd also like to interject my two cents here. First of all, Torsten, your, uh, your microphone is very crackly. My phone? Your your microphone. Oh, sorry about that. Hold on, let me move. Um, How's this? Is this better for you, Sushi, if I just stick it right into my mouth? Mm. It's, it's crackly. Oh, it's crackly. Oh, I don't yeah. know why I would be doing that. It's It sounds fine on my headphones. Uh, interesting. Well, I guess uh, apologies to anybody listening to this. I don't know why my microphone is crackling. It sounds fine on my headphones, but um, I'm sorry for that. Anyway. Is it still uh, crackling or is it fine now? Take a second. No, it's still crackly, but I, oh, I'd like to take shit. a second to uh, read Psycho Emo Vampire's uh, little excerpt she has here. Go for it. Uh, on the same subject, but a little change to it. Uh, while I was a teenager, my mom would let me and my sister drink, but the rule was we only drank in the house with her. We were talking about that recently, and she said she did it because she'd rather we drank with her and she knew where we were and what was going on rather than us being off somewhere else and doing it and getting in trouble. And I, I agree with that. I drank when I was about 16 uh, with my mom. Uh, I believe my first full beer I ever drank was a blue moon that I drank uh, in the summer at a barbecue with my mom. And, um, and I agree. I don't... I don't particularly like alcohol. I like very, I like mixed drinks, but alcohol in general kind of doesn't really, it doesn't really do much for me. It, I like the feeling that you get, but I don't like the taste. I don't like the burning. I'm gonna quickly interject for just one second. Hey, Black Midnight 99, thank you so much for the host. Appreciate ya. Continue, sorry. Yeah. Um, so I know I'm, I know that I'm not gonna have much of a trouble with um, drinking in the future um but on a on another note i was i was allowed to play video games as a kid my parents were actually the ones who introduced me to video games when i was a kid uh it's a problem with certain video games that she would let me play she wouldn't let me play like any first person shooters and she wouldn't let me play anything that for for like the longest time she wouldn't let me play t-rated games which is crazy now considering 99 percent of them are yeah and then once i was allowed to play t-rated games she was like okay you can play those but you can't play any m-rated games either and i would see like so many other people play m-rated games they'd be like ah oh, come on i want to like they're doing it and they're younger than me or like they're doing it and they're you know this and that I honestly don't believe parents nowadays really follow the rating system of video games anymore. Or if they do, way too many kids are sneaking around doing it. My biggest example, Call of Duty, Black Ops. That stuff has been rated like M17 or higher ever since it came out. But its primary player base, as we all know, are children who definitely are not M17 or higher. So it's and either parents not caring about the rating system or kids really doing well at sneaking around in a lot of them. So, I don't know. That's, that's another thing, is that she wouldn't let me play M-rated games when I was, like, 17. <laughs> yeah, okay, still that's... doesn't really let me play M-rated games. I have to kind of sneak them around her. 
Uh, I'm sorry, that's just kind of funny. <laughs> I, and I'm 19 right now. Yeah. And she still doesn't really let me play M-rated games. Technically, um, you're you're technically an adult as of being 18. I'm, I'm technically an adult, yes. That's why I buy my own video games and I don't tell her what the ratings are. Sorry, sorry, 8-Bit Sushi's mom, if you're listening to this podcast. She doesn't listen to podcasts. Well, I mean, maybe years down the road, she discovers this podcast and is like, 8-Bit Sushi, oh, that's my son. I want to hear what he's talking about. And then she's going to come out with you with a belt. And you've moved on like 10 years from now, living in some other state. I mean, sushi! Here's Clyde! Yeah, she's Cade! Whatever the like, fuck your name is. a lot more angry about the fact that I'm cussing and... <laughs> Like doing a lot more like shit that she does not like. Oh, my mother still gets angry at me. Like anytime I, anytime she'll like tune into one of my streams because she'll pop into some of my streams or like watch some of my YouTube videos. If I even said shit, I'll get a Facebook message from her and she's like, you know, you don't have to swear so much. Like you used to be, you used to be so clean language spoken. <laughs> and I'm like, mom, I'm 22. Go away. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I like that fact because it's like. It's 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 normal for us. Like we yeah. sw it, it, swearing is just something a way we express ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's it's not something that I view as really like I, against I, it. If I'm being malicious with it, you'll know that I am. Yeah, but but swearing but, nowadays, I think swearing nowadays is way different than it like now than it was growing up. It really really is because now like in any normal language I can say like. I just I I don't know some shit happened today or whatever and it's just it just flows naturally and nobody like bats an eye or like looks over like you just said shit and like freaks out but like growing up especially like if you heard my parents say it or something not really my dad my dad holy shit he swore a lot he still swears a lot oh yeah <laughs> my dad was, oh he was a scary man when he was especially angry. when he was driving. Oh, oh someone shit. got his nerves and he was driving. Oh, oh. god. <laughs> you don't want to be I, I still remember like going back from Edmonton or something. Yeah. And you just swearing like a sailor. Oh, yeah. that was Don't, don't well, get... you and I like looked at each other like, oh Yeah, don't get on my dad's nerves when he's driving. Holy shit, boss. <laughs> Not good times. Oh, there was a my there mom was a has fucking terrible road rage and she works as a bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> yikes. <laughs> yeah, so that's she'll, a get yikes. Home. That's she'll a... get home from like her work and she'll be like tired, so we'll like go out to, to eat or something. Because neither of us really want to cook. And on the way there, even the slightest thing, even if it was her fault, she'll flip the fuck out. Joy. <laughs> she, she like one time I remember specifically she cut someone else off. And they honked at her, and she fucking flipped. She started <laughs> screaming, and she was like, I will kick your ass. I'm like, dude, that's your fault, though. Like, you did that. <laughs> Before we keep going They're on this. Me, right? I'm like, yeah, because you almost fucking caused an accident. Before we continue on this topic, I just want to quickly go back to something Janice said here for a moment. Just uh, So Janice526 uh, said in the chat, My high school principal made an announcement over the intercom years ago, quote, video games cause violence, unquote. Even that's just off topic. That's the thing that's still being talked about today, and Trump had to bring up as like video games are causing violence in school shootings, which is a whole 
different situation that is so stupid. Anyways, going back. I have uh, opinions on that, but Janice, But Janice said, <laughs> My friends and I looked down at our Nintendo DS and the game I was playing was Animal Crossing. We immediately erupted in laughter about how that game could in influence violence. That's a beautiful thing to point out. Not every single video game is a violence video game. There are games today that have no violence whatsoever. The first one that comes to mind is Stardew Valley. It's a beautiful game. Oh, I, I love can't, that game. I can't play it. It's not my kind of game. I really wish I could. I really wish because it I, it looks like a fun game. It looks like an enjoyable time to just like disappear into a whole universe. I just, I can't. I don't know why. I just can't. But it's a beautiful game. Same with like, I guess the games before Stardew Valley being like Harvest Moon and Animal Crossing and just different games like that. Beautiful games. Beautiful games. But but making the generalized term video games cause violence and generalizing that every single video game out there causes violence. It's like, yeah, okay. So when I'm playing Sora in Kingdom Hearts 2 fighting Disney characters and such with Keyblades, that's what causes me to go and do violence? Mm-hmm. Sure, buddy. It's, it's such a ridiculous statement. So thank you for sharing, Janice. Appreciate you. Sushi, you have something really on your mind that you want to talk about. I can hear you f just uh, really want to get it out. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm i a very big proponent of video games not causing violence and not really causing a change in your mental state unless you're actually, like, disturbed. Mm. Um, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. Like, for example, video games are a very good de-stressor for me. Uh, I can't really play Doom that well. I actually uh, uninstalled it off of my computer because for some reason it wouldn't run oh, really? Uh, really well. Even at the lowest graphics? Bad because it was really fun. I did. I put it on the lowest graphics. I did everything I could. Oh, um, that's unfortunate. Well, it's still in your library, so if you ever get another computer, you can always just reinstall it. Yeah. Um... But, like, it's a good de-stressor, because, like, I would come back from, like, a fight from somewhere, or I'd be, like, tilted off of League. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yep, I was and waiting play, for it, too. And I'll play, like, a round of Doom for, like, 30 minutes, and I come back, and I'm like, oh, I'm ready to get back in here. I don't know why. It's, it's, it's satisfying. It's satisfying to sit there and see shit explode, to see things, like... Well, I feel like I'm an action movie character. It's very, it's, it's exciting, but also I'm a person that can tell fantasy from real life. Mm. Any normal person can tell fantasy from real life. I know that I'm not some like fucking. You're not Doom guy. Yeah, yeah I'm you're not. You're Doom not Doom guy, guy himself. I don't have a fucking chainsaw arm that I just saw people in half with. Well, that's like, unfortunate. That'd be really cool. Share that. <laughs> share that on the podcast. Get hundreds of thousands of likes and views. I um, I think that people take it way too far. But I also think that sometimes video games give them a platform. Like certain misguided people, give them a reason to feel this way. Um, if you'll remember, I don't remember which Call of Duty this was, but there was a um. A, a mission called No Russian. Mm, yep. Oh, you, yes, yes, I know that one. Yeah, where you literally just... By the way, Jackson is a... I got him back, don't worry. The music player had... <laughs> the music player stopped abruptly, so I had to go refresh it. Lol. Um, where you had to 
be a terror, be effectively be a terrorist in a Russian airport and gun down innocent people. Mm -hmm. That not was not really it. my cup of tea. That was kind of over the top for me. To be fair, I just want to interject for a second. The moment you started up the game, it does give you the option to not do that level. It doesn't it tell does give you, you that option. It doesn't is, tell you like what thing. you it doesn't tell you what you'll be opting out of though, which is kind of I have mixed feelings about because it tells you like there are levels that will cause some like I don't know what they're wording, but it was basically like, hey, there's the some levels in our game that'll cause stress and maybe like you shouldn't play this if you're easily triggered. Do you want to still play these levels? Yes or no. So it didn't exactly tell you. And uh, just to go, I'm going to go to my side a little bit for the sushi. But I remember I was when I first played that game, it wasn't actually mine. It was a, a pilot uh, that worked for my dad's company. He had the game at a, at a campsite and I was playing and he, or sorry, I was about to play. And he said, by the way, there's a little thing that pops up when you started the game. Just, just say, just say, no, I don't want to play these. And I was like, Okay, I don't know what these are, but he was like, just just click no. So, I'm kind of glad he said that because I, when at this time, I was very young. I was still young playing this game. So, I'm glad he did that. But then I got the game for myself, and I completely forgot that was a thing. Opened up the game, and it was like, there are some levels, manamana. Do you want to play these levels? And I was like, yeah, because now I wanted to know what I missed out years ago when I played it. And I got to it, and I was like, oh don't remember this when we were loading up in the elevator and then it opened and the elevator doors opened and everyone pulled up their guns and I was like, oh, okay. So, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But, just, um, also, well, sorry, just before you go on, thank you for the 100 bits, Janice. Appreciate you. You're a wonderful person. Thank you so much. Go ahead. Um, but I, I realize that that's a thing and I, and you and me, as being people that play video games regularly, play violent video games where we're fucking like exploding people's heads and chopping off limbs and shit, we know that it's fantasy. We know that it's just like some cathartic and it's fun to do. By by you and me, you mean you, me, and Refixix, right? Refixix. The, the royal we. The royal you and we. Me, yes. Okay. I, I was <laughs> just like being like you and me, like general people that play video games. Okay. Yes. I see. I see where you're um, Continue. We know what it's like. People outside of the loop don't understand that because they don't really play them. Mm -hmm. And the people outside of the loop um, are the ones going, video games cause violence because they see it from an outside exactly. standpoint and they go, oh, it's terrible. And they just slap a it's, label on it. It's like you go you go up to people and they're like, what do you think about esports? And you tell them what esports is and they'll laugh at you. I've done it. A, uh, I've like done it more too. than a couple of I've, times. I've done it to my parents, to my friends. I've shown them like League of Legends tournaments and stadiums filled, and my parents are just like, "That's just fucking stupid." Every one of those people are stupid. Yeah. They're ridiculous. I'm like, you understand? There's more people watching this than there are people watching actual sports, right? Like, do you understand that? And they're like, "Nah, that's not true. It's bullshit." I'm like, it's not. But well, anyways, even if they believe it, they still don't like. They, they, they can't they can't understand it like they're all being like man children or something like that mm -hmm. they can't i don't know what it is but they can't comprehend the fact that they're normal people just enjoying a thing that they like mm -hmm. and are really really good at it yeah yeah <laughs> are good enough that they can fill um, whole stadiums these these people are as good at video games as your standard athlete that gets paid millions of dollars a year is at hockey and there are they're quote they're on the same technical technical playing field. Obviously not one to one for video games and hockey, but in terms of athletic ability in the sport and game they're doing, they're on the same level. 
but people just can't understand that. They can't comprehend that that's a thing that exists. Mm -hmm. uh, Psycho Ebon Vampire says, but the thing still is people who commit violence because of a video game, they usually have severe mental issues. Normal people don't commit violence because of video games, which I agree, which I touched on. Yes. Um, but I also want to say that a lot of the times we don't really make a good case for ourselves with some of the games that we make. Uh, a while ago, there was this game, I think it was like in 2013, uh, 2013, 2014. Uh, oh, yes. Hate. Hatred. Yep. I have no idea and what that game, game was. It's a top-down twin-stick shooter, and you're playing as this nihilistic terrorist who... His literal only goal is to go out and kill innocent people. Great. And throughout, throughout the entire thing, you can do like the the these executions, and you, like, I, I remember one of them that stuck in my head really, really clearly because I'm a very empathetic person, and the shouts were kind of got to me, mm. and I, I remember it was just like the protagonist person you play as was just like lifting quote unquote this woman protagonist yeah was lifting this woman by her collar as she was screaming bloody murder for help and then just pops her in the head mm. and and i think games like that are why people are like oh it causes like school shooters and things like that because you have games like like that mm -hmm. out in the field but i also think that they don't realize that people don't generally like those games i played yeah. that game before because i was like oh might as well give it a shot maybe it like plays well maybe it's fun to play it's not boring it's repetitive it's stupid from a gameplay standpoint it's boring repetitive and stupid not even from touching on the, the actual game it's in actually itself. trash yeah well even just to kind of jump on that there was a video game that it did not it did not uh make it into the hands of actual players but this was actually like rather recent i think like maybe a month even two ago after the high school shooting down in america i the, remember this the one um i think it, no not sandy hook uh i can't remember there are I, sadly enough there are too many school shootings for me to pinpoint which one it is but there was a video game that was being made for steam and it had had nor originally gotten the green light and the video game's title was no joke school shooter was the video game title and i know i know it was it's like who names a video game school shooter like you're already set up for failure but their big thing was that y you could yes it was a game where you could play as a shooter going through the school and as many kids and teachers as you could kill got you more and more points and with points you can unlock more weapons and bigger schools but their whole thing was that while this was an option, you could also play as the police people that are raiding the school looking for the shooter. So it was like, it wasn't all about being the school shooter, but you could also play as the police trying to get the school shooter, but it was still like, still in bad taste. And you still named the game school shooter. So it got a lot of people angry and pissed off that Steam had given this the green light. And then Steam swiftly after all the rage was like, um, no. and denied the game access but it's like that kind it's that kind of stuff that makes video games causes violence like more of a heavy term because people like people say video games cause violence and you go no they don't and they go well what about this game or this game and you can't really argue against them you can be like yes those games exist or almost existed but nowhere near is every single game like that 
going back to like Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley, League of Legends, and stuff like that. While like maybe League of Legends. And, <clears throat> and another game that I think works perfectly, absolutely perfectly, is Undertale. Oh, because how can I forget Undertale? Um, before you before you start on that Undertale thing, I'd like to read something from uh, Psycho Emo Vampire again. Yeah. Uh, she says that game is nothing new though. It's basically just Rainbow Six with a different face. In Rainbow Six, you either play a SWAT or a terrorist. So one game is considered wrong, but the other is that is that is exactly like it is fine. Not, not exactly true. To be fair, in um, Rainbow Six, you're not hunting down children though and killing them for points. If I if yeah. I I've never played it, and, but I don't think that's what you do. And there's and there's there's a difference. Is that in Rainbow Six, you're actually not playing as the terrorist. It's actually in game. It's referenced as a simulation um, because every every character is a member of Rainbow Six. Mm, okay. Um, That's how they get it, around and that. In the book, it's in, in the in the Tom Clancy book. It's it's a it's a VR simulation. Mm. So in the in game, you're not actually playing as a terrorist. You're just playing as SWAT operatives that are sharpening the skills on yeah, each other. Yeah, SWAT SWAT people playing as terrorists to get her to get her jesus christ to help better the entirety of the swat team csgo I, however is I, indeed I, swat or or terrorist yeah, i was about to so. say and then you have csgo where you play as a as a terrorist but i think in csgo it's again it's still not as bad because in csgo even if you're playing as the terrorist team the only quote-unquote terrorist abilities you have is that you look like your standardized look for a terrorist with a bellclava and stuff like that. And then you also and place a bomb in an area of a map. But then again, the, the only... bomb that doesn't even really do much. Yeah, the bomb only when it explodes means terrorists win that round of the game. And the only other people you kill in the game are is your enemy team, SWAT people. You're not actively looking for children and unarmed teachers killing them for points. You're hunting down terror you're hunting down SWAT members who also have rifles and the terrorists also have rifles. It's both people with rifles. I I you could still argue that like, well playing as a terrorist and trying to hunt down SWAT teams is wrong, but it's like it's it's a team based game. What are you gonna do? Pit pit SWAT against SWAT? Still gonna make people angry. There's no way to like satisfy everyone. So, but with all that said, let's go back to Refixix and his Undertale thing because I really want to hear what he says about Undertale here. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing about Undertale is that yes, you could go the genocide route, which is literally kill everything you can get your hands on and more, mm. or you could go through the entire game completely pacifistic, mm -hmm. and you can still and you get different results depending on what you do, and when you do go genocide, it punishes you for that. Oh. Harshly. horribly punishes you so it shows that perhaps that's not the best way to do things mm -hmm. and it's right in that sense i fully agree with you on that undertale is such, i mm -hmm. can't believe i didn't think of undertale sooner it's a beautiful reference and like especially with the whole like you could go pacifist and complete the game entirely or and if going to the genocide it makes things hard and it punishes you holy shit does it punish you and like like not even halfway through your genocide route, you're like, is this worth it? And you think like, is this worth it? This is really, really difficult. I've been fighting this boss now for hours. Do I really want to and do it's this? it's also sad. 
It's also, yes, it's also very sad. It's, <laughs> it's more sad if you did it the pacifist, because you can play the game multiple times, if you did the pacifist route first and then do the genocide route, because now you've built up relationships and friendships and you know all the characters, and then you go through and you murder all of them brutally. So it makes it way sadder. But I'm um, not going to lie. I, I, I did a pacifist route first, and then I tried to do genocide route. Cried. Yeah, a lot of people. I did. tried to kill. I I killed Toriel, and then I just broke down. I cried. I uninstalled the game, and I was like, I'm not. I'm not going back. Yeah. I was like, I got my ending. I'm done. And other games like uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, like they have fantastic stories, heartwarming ones. Mm-hmm. Like not everything mm-hmm. needs to be destruction and shooting this and chainsaw things because reasons oh yeah absolutely it doesn't need to be that way and a lot of the time the people who make those rules or say that oh video games cause violence they don't see that ever exactly how could they they're not exposed to the medium yeah so it's games that are that are about shooting things a game that comes to my mind is hotline miami one of my favorite games like ever it's a violent game don't get me wrong but the thing is is that you don't really you you play it for the gameplay the gameplay is fun but it's kind of one of those things where you go for the gameplay stay for the story Hmm. the story in hotline miami was one of the most i'm not gonna say like immersive but like one of the most intriguing things that I've played like in a while, I, I, apart from Undertale, of course. Hmm. But um, because it's and, and it does a really good job of using the violence as a medium to tell a story. Okay. And a lot of people don't like think about it like that way either. Gotcha. Um, last note I want to quickly mention is that. Another big kind of thing that is kind of another reason for people making the whole mindset and title of video games causes violence is that the unfortunate thing is the most popular video games that get the most media attention are the violent ones. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, uh, Rainbow Six, all those kinds of games. And even this is this is again, this is kind of a questionable game, but Fortnite, yes, it's artistically very cartoony and like boogie bombs and mega juices and stuff is very very cartoony and aimed at children but you still have weapons like guns that you shoot at other players to kill them to advance so even with its cartoony aspect it's still labeled under those video game causes violence because it's a violent video game so, but games like Stardew Valley, Undertale, or Harvest Moon, or any kind of games like that that don't have violence or violence isn't the primary thing, they don't get the media attention. Why? Because it's not, it's not a big talking point. The media loves stuff that gets clicks and talk points and everyone's like, wants to check it out and like rage and rant about it. Those games don't cause that. They're not good media outlets to use. Whereas things like Call of Duty or even like the Call of Duty game, uh, Speak No Russian, I think, yeah, No Russian, with that. Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, Modern Warfare 2, that was the game that had that massive media outreach because it's such a talkable topic and that's what causes it. So it's unfortunate, but it's the way it is. But I do think though- There's no such thing as bad press. 
yeah, that is the un that is also the unfortunate thing. Anytime the press puts out something, if it if it gets clicks, it's good. Doesn't matter what it is. People hate it. It's fine. We got clicks. We made money. It's fine, which is a sad thing, but it is how the world works. So just before we end off the stream, I want to go around and I want a question for each of us. I want to ask both you and 8BitSushi what your favorite video game of all time was and what your least favorite video game of all time is just before we end off the podcast today. So we're going to start with 8BitSushi, just overall favorite game of all time. I think you might have already answered this. And what is your least favorite game of all time that you've played? It can only be a game you've played. My favorite game of all time... Uh, that's actually a difficult one. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to think about that. I know it's one of the things in my Steam library. Uh, Is it League of Legends? It's, no. It's not <laughs> Steam. No. Um, it's kind of a toss-up. Um, I think I, I think I, it is now talking in in the perspective of like story and and things like that just overall it probably be DDLC Doki Doki Literature Club oh, okay um just the way that it it, it subverts your expectations and the way that it presents certain certain aspects of these characters' lives. And even if it is a horror game, it's mostly a mental game. Mm. Because it, it, it makes you think about like the characters and how they uh and how they are and how they react to this big um, oh, oh, quickly. You know, just, sorry, before you continue, I just want to clarify. If any of you listening or watching the podcast right now have not played any of the games that we mentioned, we're going to keep these spoiler free for you in case you want to play these games for yourself. Doki Doki Literature Club is on Steam. It is also free to play and free to download. You're more than welcome to play it and download it for yourself. Just wanted to, wanted to say that before you spoiled anything by accident. So just going to keep okay. that in mind. Go ahead. So, um... The way that it presents certain characters and the way that you can get to know them and the way that you can um, see the way that they react in the face of certain danger and the way that they react uh, when when things really take a turn mm. is really interesting to me. And at the end of it, it was a really, really good, um, really good experience for me. I, I finished one route on my Twitch channel, I did the whole game over a course of like three streams, I think. Hmm. And then off stream, I, I redid the whole thing to get a, a different ending. Okay. Which I thought was, which which was great. Uh, every now and then I'll boot up the game just to see the, the ending again. Hmm. The, uh, the, second least... the, the second ending that you got off stream, you mean? Yeah, the second ending. Yeah least favorite game I've ever played um yikes I play a lot of bad games uh. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad game just a game that just didn't strike you well enough like it could be somebody else's favorite game 
or something just personally for you you did not enjoy yeah um let me see that one is also kind of a toss-up um I don't know. It's if we're talking in terms of like me personally, probably would be somewhere around Ark. Really? I was waiting uh, for that. Ark, really? That's not what I expected. But do continue. It's 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 okay. I enjoyed it for a while. Um. But I just can't get behind survival games like Minecraft and things like that without just like completely turning it into like a dicking around. Okay. Um, but I, I actually feel like that's not the worst. I just feel like that's very low on my list. Um, okay, that's fair. Oh, uh, you know what? You know what it is? Hmm. Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight. Okay. Dead by Daylight. Also on Steam, by the way, everybody. Is not free to yeah. play. Not free to download, though. Also not a story-based game, so I can go ham on this. That's true. Yep. Rainbow... Or, wow, Rainbow Six. I need to stop reading my fucking library. Um, <laughs> Dead by Daylight is... Had potential for me. I think part of the reason why I ended up not liking it is because of the company that I held while I was playing it. And the people that... Um, uh, introduced me to it because they treated it very seriously because there's no ranked and casual in the game currently. There still isn't? I thought they added that. I have no idea. Oh, no. That might have been Friday the 13th that did that. Because Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th are basically the same thing. One just has Jason, very the other similar. one has their own creations of creatures and people. Anyways. Um... Dead by Daylight is, a, and this is all my opinion. I'm gonna state things as as fact because they are fact to me. So if if you like the game, go for it, man. You you do you. But don't ask me to enjoy it for you. Oh no, of course not. Um, it is one of the worst games I've played mechanically and story-wise it is confusing in its lore the skills are pretty much useless and it has its own meta that doesn't make sense there are completely overpowered runes and and glyphs and things that you can get for killers um it's glorified hide-and-seek with some shiny polish on it that eventually just makes the whole thing look like it will be fun and then just isn't at the end. Hmm. It's... A, it's... For a while, I played it and I endured it because my friends were playing it. And I was like, oh, I can deal with it. Eventually, I'll like it. If I just start playing it enough, I can't. Hmm. I cannot get behind it. It's boring it's a really slow paced game and once things actually start to get interesting you'll feel like you got cheated by the end of whatever happened or you'll feel like 
the person that you're playing against is bad. Yeah. That's unfortunate. All right. Moving on to Refixix. Now that you've had a ton of time to process your least favorite and most favorite games, what is your most favorite game, Refixix? I actually am very excited to hear this because I don't think I know. Um, yeah, you probably don't because I didn't either. But, like, a game that actually stuck with me, even though I played it for only a limited amount of time, was actually Frostpunk. Because, really? yes. Because I got super invested in every single run that I've done so far. And the way it grips you, and it doesn't let go, from just being really, really smooth in its gameplay to looking fantastic for another reason, and the way it makes you really look at the choices. Like, do I want to make soup, or do I want to feed my people things that have some extra cellulose in there. And it'll punish you if you do if you fuck up. And but it also makes sure that you know that you fucked up. Oh yeah. And that's the other thing is so, like even if even if you think you did the right thing, it still punishes you anyways cuz you're like you thought you were doing the best, but you really weren't. And it really makes you think hard. It's a really really well designed game like who would have thought of a mix between a city builder and a survival game? And yeah. it, they make it work really, really well. To also clarify to the people of the podcast, um, Frostpunk was made by the same development team that made This War Is Ours. So if you played This War Is Ours, you'll most more than likely enjoy Frostpunk. Just Wasn't as a side it This note. War Of Ours? Yeah. Yeah, This War Of Ours is what it's called. No, no other things you want to talk about on Frostpunk? Oh, no, it's this war of mine. Oh, is it this uh, war? Oh, okay, sorry. My apologies. This war of mine. Okay. Um, but as far as, like, something that I've played a lot of, honestly, Stellaris probably takes that for right now. Gotcha. <laughs> I've played way too much of that game. <laughs> so, so a toss-up between Frostpunk and Stellaris for favorite uh, game of all time. Well, I, the thing about that is that of all time is really We're, difficult because there's so much. That's true. Favorite game, personally, as of right now, while talking. Yeah. That's fair. So Frostpunk just has a certain place just because at the end, when you complete one of the scenarios, it'll actually build up your city and say stuff that happened that you did, like those decisions. And it'd be like, eventually, you went into fascism and it'll make that like a big thing mm -hmm. and i feel like they they did fantastic with that game 100 percent. i agree that's with a, you your point pardon i said that's that's fair yeah all right least favorite game as of talking right now <laughs> not of all times no i'm going with the other big one dota no oh bigger bigger than dota the too? biggest game of all time world of warcraft no <laughs> fortnite oh biggest game of all time right now never mind <laughs> see even janice 526 said wow uh i actually haven't played wow so i really couldn't say anything on that you haven't played fortnite either or have you 
I have actually. Oh, you have I played, played Fortnite. a couple rounds with my brother before it got big, and I still didn't like it. Oh, okay. I did not know. That. And yeah, it was on the PS4. So. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. But I, honestly, I, I, the whole uh, idea of oh no, I'm getting shot at. I'm gonna build my own cover. Just doesn't resonate with in, me. In point like, five seconds. Like no. Like, I'm going to just, like, build an entire fortress. And no, that that's not how shooters work. It's like, you plan out, okay, I'm going to go to this tree or this rock or over here. I'm going to use this to get over here so I don't, I'm not in the open. Not just, oh, I'm going to run straight to the place I need to go. And if I get shot at, oh, I'm just going to build. <sighs> Yeah, that just no. I gotta, I gotta agree with you on uh, on Fortnite. It's yikes. <laughs> it's. I'd also like it, to point out that my my favorite game is very closely being overtaken by La Noir. Oh uh, yeah, having a good time with that one. Oh, absolutely. Because um, before Doki Doki Literature Club, my favorite game was uh, Phoenix Wright. Oh yeah, because I love <laughs> yeah. I love I love games like that, um, where you collect evidence and do things like that. Mm -hmm. So, La Noir is very very quickly, um, climbing up the ladder to surpass Doki Doki Literature Club. Gotcha. On my on my thing, I, um, I'll have to see how it ends because I heard that the ending wasn't very good. I have no idea. I've never played it. I don't know anything about it, so I can't tell you. Um, just want to quickly mention a couple things that is being said in chat. Psycho Ewa Vampire said, My favorite game is a tie between Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Final Fantasy XV. On that note, stick around, Psycho Ewa Vampire. After the podcast is over, I will actually be streaming Final Fantasy XV. So you can stick around and watch oh. for that. And Psycho Ewa Vampire also said Resident Evil 6 was her least favorite game. And she also said, I knew about Dead by Daylight when it was in Kickstarter, and honestly, I thought they were going to make it closer to the game Obscure, but online multiplayer. Obscure was effing horrifying back in the day, when it wasn't like it, when, bleh, sorry, when it wasn't like it, it was really disappointing. I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. And that's fair. And the last thing I want to well, mention that's being talked about in the chat. It's scary in general. It's boring. Yeah, it can have, it can have like, quote unquote, scary moments. But that's that's more just it's not like actual scary. It's it's the same kind of scary as like when you're playing League of Legends, walking around the jungle, and then all of a sudden you walk into a bush and the enemy players boom right there. It's quote unquote scary, but it's not like actual scary. It's more just like this is a thing. Deal with it as of right now. Kind of scary. That even makes sense. Yeah, I feel in, in the tension that they try and build up with the whole noises as as the monster gets closer to you. Eventually, the more you play, that just gets annoying. Because mm. you're like, you'll be trying to buff up a generator and then you'll hear the noise and you're like, well, fuck, now I gotta leave this generator, run, find a hiding place, get him off my tail, yeah, go back onto the generator and try and fix it again, hope that he's not camping it. Yeah, it just becomes more frustrating than it does, like, fear-inducing. So. And the last thing I want to talk about that is that has been mentioned in the in the Twitch chat, Janice said, "I love Fortnite PVE. That is one thing we have never talked about. Fortnite does Fortnite have two modes. World. Yeah, Fortnite has two game modes. It has the primary, well, quote unquote, primary game mode that they had before they invented the battle royale mode, which was Fortnite Save the World, which is a PVE style game. 
And mm-hmm. recently they have made Fortnite Battle Royale, which is still quote unquote in early access and will probably forever stay in quote unquote early access because that's how 90% of early access games are. But that's anytime people mention Fortnite nowadays, they immediately think you're talking about Fortnite B Battle Royale. They don't even, they, most people don't even know that Fortnite, Fortnite has a PvE mode. So I just want to clarify whenever we're talking about Fortnite, on stream or on the podcast, as a Riffix was talking about his least favorite game, I can guarantee he's talking about Fortnite Battle Royale. I don't even think Riffix has played the Fortnite PVE. None of us have. I have not. So, so we have no opinions on no dollars to get into. Yeah. Whereas the Battle Royale mode is free, which is why children love it and can play it everywhere. So, but just wanted to mention that. And also, um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, Lord Ghost Cat also says, the more you play Dead by Daylight, the less of an experience it becomes and more of a game, it feels like. You stop caring about all the quirks and niche things it has, and that makes it what it is. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. All right. It's coming down to my least favorite game of all time and most favorite game of all time. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about my most favorite game of all time because I talk about this all the time. Kingdom Hearts 2. Yes. Refixix knows too well. My favorite game of all time, and it will never change, as far as I can tell, I don't think it will ever change, is Kingdom Hearts 2. I love that game to death. Kingdom Hearts 3 is better than 2. And you know what? It, like, from a gameplay standpoint, it probably is. It's probably way better than 2, and visually, from like the screenshots and videos I've seen, it looks way better than 2. The Kingdom Hearts 2 also came out for the PlayStation 2, when the PlayStation 2 was just announced, essentially. And the play, or sorry, no, that's not true. The PlayStation 2 Slim was just announced because Kingdom Hearts 1 was also came out for the PlayStation 2. But like I now, had a PS2 King- Slim. Yeah, I still have the PlayStation 2 bulk original one in my living room. It takes forever to read a goddamn disc, but it works, so it's fantastic. But like Kingdom Hearts 3 will probably overtake Kingdom Hearts 2 in terms of story, visual design, um, game design, everything. But that's that I guarantee you won't make it better than Kingdom Hearts 2 for me because Kingdom Hearts 2 was the first full game I ever played. It was the first game of its kind of anything like it that I ever played. And that's why it'll be my favorite game ever. It's what brought me into the world of cinematic video games and beautiful story video games. And it, and it brought in the world of fantasy with Final Fantasy characters and Disney, stuff I'd been growing up with and merge them all together into one place. And it was amazing, and it still is amazing. So it'll always stay my favorite game forever. So that, I'm not gonna go into more. I could talk about Kingdom Hearts 2 for literally hours and days. So we're gonna talk about my least favorite game of all time, which I'd... See, this is gonna be, I know a lot of people, especially Psycho Weem of Vampires, probably gonna disagree with me on this, but my least favorite game of all time is this weird, fucked up, indie game on Steam that I think is even free to play that I was gifted and I played it for like 10 minutes and I have no desire start to... start together? No. It's actually not Don't Start Together. But I have no desire to ever open it up again. It's a game called Pony Island. Oh! I love that game! <laughs> okay. I hate it. I think it's an absolute <laughs> disgusting disgrace. I can't... I have no idea how to even explain why I hate it so much. It's just, I got gifted the game, I opened it up, and I was so utterly back-ass confused about the game and what its intention was. It, 
it started off it started off weird and then it got dark and then it got even weirder and then I just got lost. I didn't know what to click. I didn't know what to type. I didn't know if I was even had the game still open or if I had closed the game. I wasn't sure. Normally I like games that mess with the files like Doki Doki Literature Club. Love that game. I love that game a lot. Not as much as Kingdom Hearts 2, but I love that game. Um, Undertale, I love that game. Games that mess with your game files and break the fourth wall of video games, I enjoy. I think that's beautiful and it's really, really interesting. Pony Island was just fucked up and weird and just wrong. And I didn't understand at any point in time what was happening. Now you could argue that's the whole point of Pony Island. That's the entire thing is to make you go, what am I doing? What is this fucking game? It's so confusing and weird and that's why I like it. For me, no. It was so confusing and weird that I never want to touch it again. So mm. that's my in, whole thing on Pony Island. In my defense of Pony Island and why I like it personally, you don't have to like it and you don't have to agree with me. Oh, of course not. Um, you don't have to agree with me on the, don't liking it either. So. Yeah, it's the it's the subversion of um, expectations is really what made because Pony Island. I went into it knowing that it was a horror game. I can see why someone who like didn't understand that it was a horror game or didn't know what it was supposed to be um, would maybe not like it as much. But for me, as a as someone who's a, a fan of um, of horror games in general. I mean, not really horror movies nowadays, but horror games and, and, and creepypastas and stories. Um, it, it's all about taking your expectations and, and basically just doing a magic trick with them. Because, you know, a, a magic trick, you know, they say that, like, in one hand is where the magician says the magic happens, and then it's actually happening in the other one. So it, it, it takes your expectations and it, it flips them and it fucks with them. And it, it, it at points it makes you feel like you are losing control of your own computer, which is what I really like about it. I never even got that far. I didn't even realize it was a horror game. Never got that far. So there's like it's the, way you're, game. the way you're talking about it seems like and I was pretty sure this is the way it was intended. There's a whole another side to the game there's a whole bigger picture to it that i never got to and i still don't have any intention of getting to because that means i have to go through the five ten minutes i played of anyways of bullshit and weird shit that i just did not enjoy so yeah oh yeah that's that's fair i'm just giving my my opinion on it yeah and that's fair so all right and with that we are horribly over schedule play league of legends with me after <laughs> But apparently you're playing some... some I, am, I am playing some, some Final Fantasy 15. Some FF. Yes, I am playing Final Fantasy 15 because A, I did that last week, I kind of want to continue. And also B, Isabel, my girlfriend, is coming over here in about an hour. And last time she was here, she played Final Fantasy 15 on stream and everyone loved watching her play it. So I figured rather than having her sit next to me and no, have no fucking idea what's happening on stream with League of Legends, because she never does, it's a confusing game for new timers to follow. I figured, what the hell, hop her in. She already figured out the controls for Final Fantasy 15, so when she gets over, I'll just go lay down just on the couch and let her take over the stream for a bit, so. What was that, sorry? Does it just have her play a game of League of Legends? How about no? <laughs> I'd love to see that, honestly, actually. That would be it. I'd you know love what? to see that. Maybe sometime, but not tonight. Not tonight, so. Yeah, All no, right. That's fair. 
We're gonna call it there. We are horribly overscheduled, but you know what? You guys got an extra long podcast out of this. So maybe you enjoyed that, or maybe you're like, I was only I only had an hour break, and now I have more to listen to after I'm done work, or whatever it is you listen to your podcast on. I don't know. But thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you guys uh, coming by. We will be live again right here on twitch.tv slash wingthisvalkyrie next Monday at 8 p.m. for another podcast for you. Will we have another special guest? I don't know. It depends if any of them get back to me. Nobody has yet. But that's okay. That's what happens when you're a small creator. But I appreciate you being on the, on the podcast for us today at Bitsushi. Thank you so much. Please release my parents. Thank you for having me. <laughs> There, you've been on the podcast. You can release my parents out of the basement now. Thank you, Refixx, as always, for joining me and being my co-host with your Buffett T-shirt. It's wonderful. Always thankful to have you. Buffkin. Buffkin, right? That was Buffett. Buffkin. Buffett. Buffkin. Whatever the hell the T-shirt was. So, thank you for that. He's getting Buffkin. He's getting Puffkin. So. Without further ado, thank you guys for being here. If you are currently watching the stream, as you are right now. The podcast, or not the podcast, the stream will continue for another two, two and a half hours here. Once we're just going to take a quick five to ten minute break. And I will see you guys in a couple of minutes for Final Fantasy 15. Without further ado, thank you for, so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, tell your friends. If you didn't, you tell me. Thank you so much for listening. Have yourself a good night. Bye-bye. Good Later. night, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Wings and Riffs podcast. If you want to be featured on the show, please reach out to myself or Refixix on Twitter or in our Discord server. If you'd like to support the show, we have a Patreon link in the description. Thank you for listening. See you next time.